Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the May 2019 CTSS quiz. May means it's going to get warm out. May means the Masters is over and Tiger Woods won, and now comes the Kentucky Derby. But more importantly, here comes 10 incredible cases. So with that, let's get started. In this first case, this was a patient with abdominal pain, and I asked you what is the best diagnosis. It's kind of funny. When you look at the coronal view, you see what looks like some metallic artifact in the bowel. And when you look at the MIP imaging, you see a number of different metallic densities. If you stare at them quickly, you maybe say, well, it could be surgical clips or some other funny things. But the more you look at it, you realize these are safety pins. And this patient swallowed a number of safety pins and opened the safety pins before they swallow them. And all of us do see occasional cases of patients who swallow things, and this is one of the more dramatic ones. And obviously, this are not going to pass. The question is, what do you do? Do you go in and operate? What do you do? Can you make more problems than you solve? But of course, open safety pins can easily perforate. So it really is a challenge managing these patients. So again, foreign matter, we talk about retained sponges. This is a case, unfortunately, of a patient with psychiatric issues who swallowed a number of safety pins. In this 50-ish year old male with FUO, what's the best diagnosis? Well, when you look at the spleen, several things. It's enlarged, and there are multiple low-density lesions. Okay, this is not normal splenic enhancement. Remember, we get a moray pattern, but that's in arterial phase. This is more toward venous phase. I guess it could be sarcoidosis. Multiple low-density lesions are indeed possible. It could be lymphoma, and in fact this is lymphoma, primary splenic lymphoma. You do see in this case the patient does have nodes in the portal cable space, and you can see nodes with sarcoidosis as well. Both sarcoid and uh, lymphoma can give you involvement of both liver and spleen. And of course splenic abscess is a possibility, right? You know, uh, usually the more discreet, if you're immunosuppressed, multiple lesions can be uh, splenic abscesses. And I would say splenic abscesses is pretty unlikely. But the least likely answer, of course, is normal splenic enhancement. This is definitely abnormal, and this indeed was Hodgkin's disease. This patient had pancreatic surgery, routine follow-up, and someone looked at this and said, aha, this is tumor recurrence. When you look at it, you say, well, it could be, I guess, in theory, there's all this haziness in the mesenteric fat, on the omental fat, what's going on? But I think we've learned that it's very common to get omental infarction, particularly with laparoscopic surgery. It looks like mass effect can be more solid. Usually it's this fatty appearance, has this haziness, has mass effect, but is stable and typically does not change. And this is a very nice example of omental infarct. In this case, I asked for the best diagnosis. Well, let's look carefully. The first thing you see on the CTA is really impressive narrowing of the aorta near and just beneath the renal artery. Then you also see marked dilatation of the IMA. And if you look carefully, there's narrowing at the takeoff of the IMA. There's also narrowing at the takeoff, particularly of the left renal artery. Now, aneurysms is good for Ehlers Danlos, but not the stricture, and mid-aortic syndrome is something to consider, but would not explain the IMA and renal artery findings. And Williams syndrome is not going to be, uh, that's usually uh, supervalvular aortic stenosis. 
you can get narrowing of the aorta, but the findings, the key diagnosis in this case is neurofibromatosis. It's just a wonderful example of neurofibromatosis. Neurofibromatosis can present with hypertension because of renal artery stenosis. This patient has it. Can also cause narrowing of the aorta. This patient has it. Can also cause narrowing of other vessels of the IMA in this case, and the patient has it. Just a really beautiful example. This patient has chest pain, and the question is, what's the best diagnosis? When you look at the axials, the patient has a type A dissection right by the patient's right renal artery. Indeed, very impressive. When you look at the coronal view, you wonder, could this simply be a large ulcer? But it's more than just an ulcer. It's really a dissection type A. Patient was lucky. The patient was managed. The patient had surgery. You could see how it's coming to the right renal artery. You can imagine right renal artery involvement or even tracking toward left renal artery. You can get infarction. So this is a beautiful example of a type A dissection. In this case, I ask you what's the least likely diagnosis in this patient with an FUO. What do we see? We see a cystic lesion with septations, dome of liver. We also see perfusion changes. Could this be necrotic tumor like a neuroendocrine tumor or colon cancer? Absolutely. Can this be an infarct? Usually they're more wedge-shaped, but I guess it could be. More likely, a cystic lesion with irregular margins without a history of malignancy is going to be a liver abscess, and indeed this was an E. coli abscess. This is not a liver cyst. Simple liver cysts can have septations, that's true, but they're not irregular. They don't cause perfusion changes unless they're very large, and this case has septations, it's like nodularity and perfusion changes, and this was uh, the least likely diagnosis would surely be a simple liver cyst. Great case. In this case, what's the best diagnosis? And remember, we've spoken about this before. If you look at it near the left UV junction, you see a less than one centimeter enhancing nodule, which shows well in the excretory phase as well. It's not a granuloma. It's not an AV malformation. And the high density, it's not a blood clot. This is classic bladder cancer. Remember we've said anything enhancing in the bladder should be assumed it's cancer, period. And this was a cancer. This was not a study done for hematuria. It was a study done for aortic aneurysm, but the bladder gets distended because of water as an oral agent. And you could pick up incidental bladder cancers. So we always look carefully at the bladder. This patient had chest pain. What's going on? When you look at the axials, this left ventricle looks really weird, it looks saccular. And then if you look at the sagittal, you realize you're looking at a giant outpouching off the left ventricle. It's not a dissection, and it's not a simple diverticulum, and it's not an ulcer. This is a pseudoaneurysm. We've seen pseudoaneurysms due to trauma like stab wounds. We've seen pseudoaneurysms from large infarcts. Pseudoaneurysms are very problematic because they easily can rupture. And this is one of the largest pseudoaneurysms I've seen. And it's just a very, very nice example. This patient was sent in for a hepatoma. But when you look at the lesion, this is the importance of looking at phases. Even from the arterial phase, image on your left, you see peripheral puddling, central scarring. There's no cirrhosis. To me, this is a hemangioma. Stop the engines, get off. It's it. When you go a little bit later, you see the peripheral puddling and the filling in. The two images together, 100% classic cavernous hemangioma. This is over 5 cm, so it's a giant cavernous hemangioma. 
Hepatomas can have vascular changes around the periphery, but they're irregular. Things don't fill in in a peripheral to central pattern. Hepatic adenomas and FNHs. FNH is typically hypervascular, matches the IVC, but it's not peripheral to central. The same thing about hepatic adenomas. This is classic hemangioma. The best diagnosis in this case, I thought I'd show you a really nice brain perfusion. This was a stroke protocol. You look at the uh, axial image, you see decreased enhancement and mass effect on the right side of the brain uh, in the middle cerebral artery distribution. And you can see when you do the stroke mapping and the perfusion mapping, this is a large ischemic infarct. Okay, just a beautiful exam. People now are considering whether MR is better than CT in the acute setting. CT is available. It's as good as MR, and it's what's done. Obviously, if you say, what else could this be? Lymphoma, possibly, though you would see more ventricular compression. Acute bleed, this is not a bleed. Infiltrating tumor, this is too homogeneous for being a glioblastoma, multiform, GBM. This is an infarct. So with that, I've shown you 10, 10 terrific cases, not 9, not 8, not 7, to quote the count, 10 <laughs> cases. So I hope you got them all right, and if you didn't get them right, I hope you uh, learned something. And with that, happy to see you next month. Take care. Bye. If you liked what you heard here today, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit our website, ctisus.com, for lectures, quizzes, pearls, and more. Also, be sure to check out our apps that are available for free on the Apple Store. All links are in the description box below.